This is episode 38 of the Deeper Than Work podcast, and today we have a very special guest on the podcast. Her name is Ithony Rucker Robinson, and she is the creator of the Career Design Lab. She's also a Spelmanite, a fellow Spelman College grad, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. We are talking about her career journey, how she bounced back from being laid off. We're talking about LinkedIn tips and strategies, like the, the nitty gritty to really get you behind the scenes. And we're talking about just the specific nuances of being a black woman in the corporate America and just all of the things that you need to take your career to the next level. I am so excited to have Ithony on the podcast today, and I know you're going to enjoy this one. For all the show notes, for everything that we discussed, head on over to yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 38. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact and thrive at work and life. And now here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach and breaker of glass ceilings. This episode is brought to you by Studio, a company that wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also an accessory. To receive a 15% discount off your next studio purchase, head on over to studio.com and use the discount code YourCareerGirl at checkout. Today's guest is Ithony Rucker Robinson, and she is the owner of the Career Design Lab. Over the past five years, Ithony has helped hundreds and hundreds of job seekers skyrocket their careers and completely take them to the next level. She has a keen eye for career strategy, and she's helped clients pivot to new industries, leverage their power, negotiate salary promotions, and land their dream jobs. I am so excited to have Ithony on the show today. Let's get into it. I am so excited to have our guest on today. We have Ithony Rucker Robinson, DNI or Diversity and Inclusion Manager and owner of the Career Design Lab. We're going to talk about so many interesting topics today. We're going to get into her career story, talk about LinkedIn, diversity, everything today. I'm so excited. Um, but before we jump into our topic, Ithony, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us about the Career Design Lab, um, and we can go from there. Thank you so much, Dorian, for having me this afternoon. I'm really excited to talk with everyone. Um, as, as Dorian mentioned, I am the owner of the Career Design Lab. In my day job, I am um, a diversity and inclusion manager and um, really passionate about diversity, connecting black women with opportunity and making sure that we make it through the diversity pipeline. That is a very important thing and in my um, career coaching business is really about helping us find and own the spaces that we um, are sometimes denied and sometimes, you know, there's bias and things that prevent us from uh, career opportunities. And I'm really excited about our topic today because LinkedIn is dope. Like it is one of the best tools to help us specifically black women be seen and be heard um, where oftentimes we are, are looked over. 
Yes, I totally agree with you. And my listeners, they know that I talk about LinkedIn all the time. It is such like an underutilized hack. Like I don't even understand why more of us aren't using it. So I'm so excited to hear about, you know, what you have, your, your tips and your tricks and what you're going to be talking to us about. But before we do that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career background? So I know that you have done a lot of things. You've lived a couple of different lives in your career. So tell us about your background and how did you get to what you're doing today? So child, I've been everywhere. <laughs> um, everywhere. So I started off, I'm a graduate of Spelman College. Um, Spelman College, that's right. <laughs> House. And um, which resonates with me, a lot of what you say is, you know, career, your career path isn't taught to you in school. It is not something I learned in undergrad. I fell into it. Like literally, um, I went to law school because I failed organic chemistry and my best friend took me to a law school job there. <laughs> like that's it. There was no magic. There was no, I want to help and serve people. It turned out I was great at it. I killed the game as far as grades and did well law review. But at the end of that, I had no concept of what I wanted to do with my life. Hmm. There weren't people who looked like me who were in the legal field. There weren't um, a lot of mentors that I had. So again, when we get to LinkedIn strategy, like I think finding a mentor and a sponsor are key to your career development. Um, but there weren't those people. So I found the first job that I could basically that made sense. And I practiced law for um, eight years, like starting off doing small firm. Like I really couldn't find myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Essentially, I didn't know where I fit. And I just kind of made myself fit into the square peg round hole and um, small firms. Then I moved on to a midsize firm where I did, you know, um, Plaintiff's law, including you know professional uh, personal injury. I'm sorry, and then labor and employment law. I love labor and employment law, so I started to find something that made sense, and I moved on to the what I thought was going to be the the be all end all of my legal career. I moved on to a big law firm, whoop whoop, big money, <laughs> you know, six figures. Anytime I you know I had a nice bins and all the things that I thought made sense mm -hmm. until they didn't, and I was laid off. Mm. Um, and it was one of the probably most hurtful times in my, in my job search because, because I didn't know what I wanted. I hadn't taken the time to kind of map out my career and what made me happy, um, where I saw myself, who are the people I wanted to help. I kind of let the waves of my career just take me wherever. And then I found myself washed up, <laughs> like literally no job. Uh, had to return to bands, you know, like <laughs> all of these things that, you know, you don't expect in your, you know, your six figure career. Right. Um, and so I really had to sit down with myself. And so I'm from Las Vegas, moving from Las Vegas all the way to Charlotte, where my now husband lives and starting in a completely different new area. And that started with LinkedIn. Honestly, it started with, so what are other lawyers doing? Like this can't be the end for me. Like I don't really enjoy practicing, but I don't know what I love. Mm -hmm. And so I started to find out, okay, people were doing career services. And I'm like, I talk a lot and I give a lot of great advice. Um, so maybe career coaching was going to be good for me at a law school. And so I came to Charlotte, moved here and then found my place, um, at a local law school here and then ended up moving up to be the director of career services. And it was awesome and amazing. But what I also realized is that my passion was again, serving people of color and women mm -hmm. and specifically helping us identify and 
um, thrive in spaces oftentimes where we've been looked over, denied access to, or um, can't, you know, find the right mentors or people to bring us into the rooms where the magic happens, where we're often left out of. Yeah. That led me to diversity and inclusion. Um, and I wanted to do it on a much grander scale because I did enjoy those six figure checks. <laughs> um, and I wanted to get back to a place where there was a bit more variety to my day. And so I landed in a um, Fortune 125 doing diversity and inclusion work. And it's been like the bomb ever since. It's, there's nothing like finding your path and then waking up and living in it every day. Yeah. And not having to cover or make up excuses or, you know, drag your butt out of bed. It's, it's amazing. That's awesome. So, I mean, you kind of touch on so many things that one that resonate with me and are very similar to my own story. Um, but two, that a lot of women I know, you know, especially high achieving women that they can relate to. So you talked about the fact that yes, you were doing well, you were going through the motions, you did great in law school, like all of these things. It wasn't like it was difficult, but that there was something that was missing for you. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you talked about it now. I mean, it's, it's kind of a happy ending, right? You've gone through this process and you've made it to where you are, but what were some signs along the way? Like when you talk about not being happy and, and not, and yes, it, you were doing well, but it just still wasn't what you were supposed to do. What are some things during that time that kind of clued you into the fact that, hmm, maybe this, I'm doing something that isn't my calling or isn't what I should be doing right now? Like not wanting to get out of bed to go to work. <laughs> like hoping the place might blow up in a fire. <laughs> You know, or um, being, I mean, again, being on the diversity piece, being in a space dominated by white men and consistently having to force myself to own the room, you know, um, being like, I liked research, but there were pieces like bells and whistles, like you don't like arguing with people, like you don't like having to fight. You just want like, because again, I'm a person that believes, and my husband and I were just talking about this, that believes the world is beautiful. Um, and there are a lot of ugly parts in it. But I didn't want to have to fight every day to make the world beautiful again. I just wanted to do my part to make sure that I created space and opportunity for people, not serve as the cleanup person. So like if you're thinking of your, your clients like, or people that are listening, it's really what drives you. Like when you get up, I tell people this every day, like when you're listening to the news or you're having conversations with your friends what are the things that really spark like an argument in you or a fight or a, a deep conversation? And then make, make note of that. Make note of what is drives passion in you and then do some more research about where that passion shows up. Like if it's politics, politics, what, you know, is it law, law, what? Don't just be like, don't be like me, like the Geico commercial, like don't be me and just pick a career out of a hat and just show up to work. <laughs> Oh yeah. Awesome. Do you think, I mean, I know they say hindsight is twenty twenty, so it's easy to say this now, but if you kind of think back to before you got laid off and you were making the money and, and in the career, you were in big law, do you think you would have made that switch had this wake up call not happened in your life of you no, getting laid off? I wouldn't, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's divine intervention. I think I would have consistently tried to make myself fit mm -hmm. instead of the rude awakening that I didn't. Yeah. That, that inner voice, you have a gut feeling. Everyone, you should trust your gut. Like I had a gut feeling that it wasn't right, but I kept ignoring it. Like, no, that boy that you shouldn't be dating, you know, girl, he is wrong for you. Mm -hmm. but he's fine. And you keep dating him. 
that's my that was my job yeah <laughs> i heard something i don't know if it was oprah who said it i think it was but like the universe gives you signs and at first it's a pebble then it's a rock then it's a brick and mm-hmm. i feel like that's exactly what you're describing and i know for me when i got laid off same situation six figures all of that um mine was a bmw not a benz um, <laughs> Um, but you know, I was miserable, unhealthy, unhappy, all of those things. And I ignored the pebbles and the brick and the, and the, the the rocks. It wasn't until that big brick of getting laid off two weeks before my wedding, not knowing what was going on. That's when I finally paid attention. So I totally, totally, totally understand that. I agree. That's, that's a great tip there because I was given, I think a lot of pebbles Mm -hmm. and I had to get smacked to get, get some thoughts right in my head. Yeah. So you talked about going from Las Vegas to Charlotte and you said that you leveraged LinkedIn to do that. Tell us a little bit about how you did that and what that process was like. Well, back in 2012, so LinkedIn's been around for a while. I hope everyone kind of knows that. But back in 2012, my firm actually made us sign up for LinkedIn to help us find clients, to help us kind of leverage connections and um, be present to win over corporate clients. And so moving to Charlotte, I was like, okay, I don't know anybody from Adam or Hole in the Wall in Charlotte. I need to find either my Spellman sisters, um, my sorority sisters, I'm an AKA, or, you know, people that were resonating in law. Like it was just finding people in law that were black women, being honest, who I could reach out to who may share my same story. Were there a lot of them? I wouldn't think that there's a lot of black women in big law. There weren't. There were, and I didn't. And I didn't stop at big law. I really started off with black women in Charlotte. Either there's not a lot of Spelman in Charlotte, and there's some AKAs. But I found two people, um, and one actually ended up leading me to my current boss, or not current boss, my boss at the time at that job. Um, she was a, a Delta, so it was like you know finding people like-minded. Um, and I just had, I wanted to have conversations with people about, so what do, what do I do next? And she actually was, she's a lawyer and she's the director of career services, oddly. Um, and so it was one of those things of just connecting and finding people who were like me, who could have real talk. I mean, just real talk conversations. Um, and I think that for me, what I've learned about LinkedIn is LinkedIn is a place where there's no, people feel there's judgment, but I don't feel that there's judgment, especially when you find people and you come at them with um, a request for knowledge and information and to learn, then people, you got to think about it. They put their resume out there in the streets. They want people to think, oh yes, I'm amazing. Please contact me. I'd love mm-hmm. to share more about my amazing story. Um, you know, so they, they're altruistic and they want to have conversation. And so doing that led me to some great connections here in Charlotte. And even more so when I transitioned from uh, corporate, from, I'm sorry, from legal to corporate, that was like, LinkedIn was a lifesaver, like Mm. absolute, like all those informational interviews. I don't think I would have found my current job without using LinkedIn as a tool. Yeah. And the informational interview to me is like that hidden gem, that secret sauce that a lot of people just aren't utilizing. So one of the big things I hear from women that I speak to is like, what if this person ignores me? What am I supposed to say? You made a good point about, you know, when you're going out to people and asking them for knowledge. So you're not asking for jobs. You're not asking for favors. You're asking for knowledge, for some more information. 
you know, that it makes it more likely that they'll respond to you. So how did you start those conversations? Do you have like a, a script, a template? How do you know what to say? I do have kind of like a little script, but it's more so do your home. Like first off, like if you're in my, my LinkedIn musts is try to figure out where you're going. Like no one can help you if you have no idea what you're actually looking for. So you kind of have to start off like for us, we're HR professional. And if someone was looking to transition into HR, then you, I would find either a Spellman person or a, um, you know, church, you can search anything with quotes in LinkedIn, your church member, anyone that is in like in HR. And then you kind of have an idea about like, what are the next steps? Like, is it diversity? Is it talent management? Like, what are the next big bricks or the big hop? And you can't just say HR, help me. Right. That's a waste of your time and theirs. Mm-hmm. But finding someone in that next block or brick, um, to help you navigate. And what you do is just like, for me, it was just reaching out like, you know, dear Dorian, I am, um, I'm looking to transition from, you know, as a practicing as a lawyer into diversity and inclusion. I noticed that you have over five years of experience, specifically working in, you know, varying industries as an HR professional, um, as HR business partner, right? I'm looking to learn more about that field, um, and your experience and how you transition. Because remember, they're like me. They're probably a lawyer or someone who has that same background. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know your story, right? Um, and I'd love to get some advice on um, my next move or my next step. Do you have time in the next two weeks to chat, right? And I was amazed, like literally, because black women, we are the world, like... <laughs> Just what, what they're very, were very, very helpful. And again, I wasn't saying, Hey, do you have a job? I'm looking, etc. It's tell me your story. And then once we vibe, it's like, okay, here's my resume. Do you mind if I share my resume with you? Can you give me some feedback? Uh, and they're happy to be like, Nope, Nope. Yes. People would redline my document for me, <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. Um, and then help me understand where my gaps were. And let me ask questions because it was one of those things of, okay, tell me about your, like, ask whatever I needed to know about the role. Like, what is your day like? Um, what gaps do you think I have? Do I need to go to conferences? <laughs> you know, do I need to go get a certificate? Like, just all of these things that I wouldn't know on my own and that there's no, you know, there's no, like, map out there for any of this but they were able to tell me where I was right where I was wrong and what I need to do next and then when I came back like boom I checked all the boxes I did everything you told me then they knew I was serious Mm -hmm. and I wasn't here for games and they were fine with recommending me or keeping I like oh you are amazing this is dope like you've done all the things I'm gonna keep you in mind for when I hear something out there and they would Mm -hmm email me positions. And so I was getting, when I was transitioning, what I'm speaking about now is transitioning from being a career coach to diversity and inclusion. They would send me positions that weren't even out there. And that was before I knew how to put my keywords together and to Mm -hmm. make myself awesome and amazing to have jobs come to me. They would send me stuff before it was even open because I'd made some good connections. That is so awesome. And when I think about, you know, in my career, I've obviously worked with a lot of people that are not black women. (laughs) I've worked with, you know, a lot of white men, 
women, et cetera. And when I hear the stories of people who are, you know, non-black, right? When I hear stories of white men and white women as they've progressed, white men more predominantly, it's a lot of their network. Their father did this, or they went to this, or, you know, I heard about someone who was able to have people sponsor him to, he lived out of the country, he, they sponsored his visa, they paid for his masters, they did all of these things, and helped put him in the right positions, and he's doing amazing things now, but it was all through his network, and unfortunately, a lot of us don't have those networks, I don't know anyone who would sponsor my immigration to go somewhere. I don't think I'd have that. Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) but there's this tool that can give us some of this leverage and it sounds like you're utilizing it you know in the way that it's it it really can be useful to do i know people reach out to me and i have coffees with people if my schedule permits well not coffee it's more like drinks let's be real but (laughs) i have after work drinks with people all the time and you know we talk about things we talk we give each other advice i give them job postings that I saw, give them ideas. I'm always looking, even though I do, I pay for this. I mean, like people pay for my services. There are so many people that I've just given free advice to and free help because they've reached out. They were genuine. You know, there was a, the Spelman connection doesn't hurt. I mean, any Spelman woman, I'm here for you. Um, but you know, there's just a lot of, of leverage that you can have with LinkedIn tapping into networks and people Mm -hmm. just aren't using them. So I really Mm -hmm. like that you were able to, to leverage that. You talked about that being like, you know, this leveraging your network and reaching out. Um, that's one of your musts for LinkedIn. What are some other musts that people have to do if they really want to use LinkedIn to the best of their ability? You have to be. And so the thing about transitioning to a new career is you've got to make experience where you have no experience. Basically, you have got like for my you know transition to diversity, I had no experience. Like kids keep it real. And what I had to do was be seen as an expert. LinkedIn gives you a platform. So my must-haves are write your face off. Like you need to, it's not a place for, you know, casual voyeurism, like you're a peeping Tom and you're just watching people interact on LinkedIn. You have to dive in feet first. And there's a, a way that you can actually search in LinkedIn for like industry articles. So type in like if it's, you know, IT, you know, you're talking about coding or whatever, type in coding and like you can pull up recent articles about coding. Share that article, share your thoughts on the article. Heck, write your own daggone article mm-hmm. about coding. And then you can start tagging your friends or they'll start seeing it and write it in a way that in it begs for conversation because LinkedIn is still the social media platform. So one of my, you know, a must is being aware of industry um, industry issues, industry articles, industry topics, like what's popping in your streets, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. and start writing about it and being seen for that expert. Because then, because you, you kind of have to build your, you have to build your credibility. So when you do connect with that recruiter, or you do have that conversation with that industry influencer, or a person who can help you get the next job, they're going to look you up. And the first thing they're going to see is, Oh, you wrote articles. You're absolutely engaged in this topic area and you have subject matter expertise and you're not just bothering the heck out of people and hoping for some breadcrumbs. You are actually looking for and trying to transition into that field. Yes. So, um, you know, industry awareness, be keeping it, keeping it real about what's hot in the, your industry streets is definitely something that's important. Um, really career mapping. Like there is no tool out there that lets you 
dig into people's resumes to mm -hmm. see how they got where they are. So if you don't know where, if you like, you know, okay, I think that my next job is, I'm, for some reason I was dealing with girls with code earlier today, but like, <laughs> if coding is your thing and you don't know what to do next with coding, just research coding right and look at people um you could you might want to start with like the vp i don't know what happens out what you're called if you're the vp of coding like that's even a, a research tip there like type in coding and then see what the most senior person um uh who's a coder what their career path is start like drake started from the bottom like see where they are and then see where they've come from and that will start giving you ideas about okay i think I, you know, am two to three years out. What did this person do in their second or third year of their career? Then you can actually take that over to the job searching component of it and match it up. Like, are you off? Were they just phenomenally excellent or were they kind of slow? Like, you know, where do you fit in alignment with their career path? It's giving you all the tips. Like that's one of the things that is like phenomenal to me it's like you must you must use linkedin for like being inspector gadget essentially and investigating everyone else's career path yeah um, uh and then just i mean networking like it is just phenomenal for like if you aren't using it just to network when you don't need it right it's not networking because oh child i'm about to lose my job or i'm transitioning or um i need it for something don't look and use it when it's a need use it just to connect with people treat it like facebook check it in the morning connect with somebody comment on their post share an art remember because you want to be seen as a subject matter expert share that article with someone in your field like hey i thought of you you know or we were just talking about this here's this link because you've got to build that credibility and connection so to me it's networking when you don't need it um, that build that connection to people so that you're not some random person in their inbox when you do need it. Exactly. Exactly. And you talked about networking before you need it and that's great. But even if it's like you're at a time crunch, you also talked about the fact that, okay, well quickly make yourself, you know, credible and relevant and look like you're engaged with this topic. So there's just different ways to utilize this tool. And I can't say enough how important it is. The next question I probably would want to ask is because we talked a lot about, using LinkedIn, you're in a job search, networking, information interviews, all of those things. Do, should someone only worry about LinkedIn if they're in an active job search? Oh no, honey child. Um, because the first thing that if you have your keywords, if you've got your LinkedIn profile, like a hundred percent, you're an all-star and you're leveraging it every day. Um, recruiters come to you, right? So they're going to come to you, whether you're looking or not, you're a passive candidate. So you're not someone who's actively looking they will find you if you're active. It's an, there's an algorithm just like Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. The more active you are, the more page views you'll get, the more people that look at your profile. It's kind of like you get bumped up in the search rankings um, because you're leveraging the tool. So if you aren't on LinkedIn and you're like, oh, I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy in my job. I'm okay. The moment you need it, you're behind all of the other people who've already been chattering and talking and using the tool um, extensively. So then you've got to start from from zero, or you could have been maintaining a warm a warm algorithm or number. And it's all about brand development, right? You have to you're deciding who you are, and that you want to be seen as a subject matter expert. You never know who's watching, right? Mm -hmm. 
there could be someone that's going to ask you to speak for their next TEDx, you know, <laughs> or who is going to ask, ask you to be um, a, a podcast guest. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many things that if you are cold and you're not leveraging and using the tool, you're missing out on great opportunities that people, because you're not visible. Right. And no one's checking for you. Yeah. I've had people reach out to me for consulting to answer questions. And, and these are, some of these are paid. Like they'll pay me for 45 minutes of my time to talk about HR best practices or DNI best practices or whatever it is. And it's literally just from my LinkedIn. Instagram is cool. Facebook is cool. All of those things are cool. They have their place. But when we're talking about, you know, professional development, being visible, getting that credibility, as you said, there's just nothing like LinkedIn. And it's easy. It's, it's something that it just, you don't have to do anything but post yourself. Be your authentic self, be who you are, and share your thoughts with the world. And people just come to you because they value your expertise and your knowledge. Awesome. 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 So you talked about, you know, your journey. We've talked about how you use LinkedIn to make that initial change. You've since gone from career services to diversity and inclusion or DNI. I'm sure you have like a first front row seat into the state of inclusion in the workplace. I want to hear your thoughts about what are some of the unique challenges that black women specifically face in the workforce? Well, we all, if you don't know it, you need to look it up and do a little research on it. It's called unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. right? So bias happens, like we have a, a tool that, you know, we discussed, um, if you have a brain, you're biased. So um, if you, we are taught to flee or, you know, get away from dangerous quote unquote situations or uh, issues that may be harmful to us. That's just how we're raised. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, you know, et cetera, it's just life. And then that, that fight, flee, what's good, bad, what's black, white, you know, what's negative or positive in a workforce or in your life, I'm sorry, migrates its way into the workforce, unfortunately. And that then harms us as women, women first, and then black women second in um, the hiring process. So I just had, a, literally just had a conversation about this at work today, like the talented candidates aren't out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're out here, we're out here in these streets and we've been working and we're trying to be seen. The challenges are the not understanding how job posts are written. Like we have to, we have to do better with A, as women, men will go ahead and apply and be zero qualified. Yes, yes, they're like, I can do one thing on this list, I'm gonna apply gonna get this job because it's gonna be amazing <laughs> um, and it'd be zero qualified where we are like okay check i've got 69 99 percent you know of the i'm going to apply and so that hurts us because one we are not owning our awesome and we are not applying then when we do apply you've got to make it through so you got to make sure resume is tight so that's one thing that's a that has nothing to do with diversity but it does when you meet up with recruiter who is unconsciously biased to not know about maybe your HBCU degree or doesn't value it in alignment with Harvard or certain schools that the, 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 your company is looking for that thinks that they're you know, great places to work or great places, I'm sorry, to recruit from. Then you've got to meet up with the hiring manager who is looking like, again, unconscious bias means we work and connect with people who are like us for innate reasons, for things that we've learned, how we've been taught, whatever we know, 
Um, that's that's the difficult piece. We've got to get past the bias that recruiting managers have against you for whatever reason. You know, you're a woman. They we talk about these things. You're a woman. You may want to have a baby. They may think you're not going to be, you know, well qualified because you're going to take some time off or you got to go pick up your kids or you never know what's going through the mind because most of these hiring managers are going to be men, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And so you've got to combat their bias or how they're coming to. Um, what they're bringing to the table that you have nothing to do with. It's not you, it's them. <laughs> and you just got to, I think, using you know, a tool like LinkedIn to make an internal connection and A, beat the machine so you don't have to go through the machine. You're not, you're skipping all these layers of bias, essentially. You're skipping the bias of the recruiter who's giving you the first pass. You're skipping the bias of, you know, the interim manager who's, you know, you can go straight to the top and bypass all these people because you're killing it but that's something that you're going to have to that's going to be a hard hard sell oftentimes because there's bias wherever you go and it's it's in hiring it's in promotions it's in how we are viewed um in the workplace and how you own yourself you know whether to come to an interview with natural hair you know i'm fully you know natural all day every day and even a couple of weeks ago, someone asked me about my hair on the job, you know, like, oh, so that's, you, you do a lot of different stuff with your yeah. hair. <laughs> really? And oh my gosh. So this, did you cut it? Like, are you going to wear it like that to the meeting? What do you mean like that, boss? <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Um, so it's just, there's so many layers of that other people in the workforce do not have to navigate when finding opportunities. So it's just being, being aware that it's not you oftentimes. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes your resume is awful. Right. Sometimes you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know how to get the correct connection with opportunity. But oftentimes, sometimes it's not you. But you've got to leverage tools to get you around that roadblock as best you can. Yeah, that's so key. And, and when you talk about the natural hair thing, that's something that really you know, resonates with me. I'm natural for about two years now. So still, I think, not even two years, going on two years, still going through that process. And for me, it's like, you know, when it's a big meeting, I'm, I'm doing the slick downs. Like I'm not wearing my Afro to the big meetings and it's something unconscious. You know, it's something that I force myself. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm wearing my Afro today. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are things that we even battle with internally. This is something that, you know, we're dealing with ourselves. So yes, it's important to you know, leverage the tools and beat the system and all of that and get those connections. But are there other things that we could be doing as black women to obviously people have their biases, they, they need to go through training, they need to change their views, all of that. But what can we do? Looks like one thing we can do to help speed that process along, if, if anything. Own, own your career. Like I would say that own who you are and where you show up and find the right people to sponsor you and sponsoring me, not like a mentor, like someone who's going to fight for you and show up for you in those rooms and those spaces where your hair won't be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or you won't be there specifically. Um, and you can't do that. That's why I think like even LinkedIn is a tool and these articles are a tool, you know, being able to leverage all of the information, like the unfortunate is you got to be twice as good, you know, 
and you become twice as good by doing the research, by connecting with people and leveraging those things for them to fight for you where you can't go, where you can't show up and where you can't fight and where you slip down bun, you know, is not going to be, they will do it for you. They will have the conversations and say that you are amazing. And so that means that again, you have to start before you need it. You have to start way before you need the promotion or way before you need um, an advocate on your side. You've got to just keep leveraging these connections and your community. We are good with community. We are excellent at that. I think leveraging that before you need it um, and knowing your career path, knowing this, so I am at A, my end game is, you know, chief diversity officer. What does that look like? How do I get there? Where am I lacking? Who do I need to talk to? What spaces do I need to own to be able to get there and navigate my career? Because if you wait, you know, your friend who had a visa, who has a network, he's already got connected to his family and whoever else and has his visa in hand and is showing up before you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Such good advice. I mean, I think this is priceless and we need to be having these conversations because, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. And that is really at the detriment to career development. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the Career Design Lab? What do you do there? How can people get in contact with you? Yay. Um, So the Career Design Lab, um, I've been open for quite a bit now, and I do anything and everything regarding career coaching, development, resume design, LinkedIn design. Um, Essentially, we start from we start from the beginning um, or wherever you need to in the career process. It's really about ideation. So where do you see yourself? What is your plan? Where being don't be like me. (laughs) I help people kind of navigate. What is your passion and purpose? Where do you see yourself? And if you don't know, that's okay. So we help, I have like tools, tricks, assessments, et cetera, to help people navigate through that process and decide what's next. And then we got to shine you up like a brand new penny because sometimes we don't, what we don't know, and I've, I learned this, um, you know, as the director of career services for many years, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how you're presenting yourself, whether it's your resume and that you're not your credentials are not speaking as in depth as you would like them to. Um, and you're not connecting through the keywords um, and the speak, you know, that that area um, is defined for your career path, helping people own that space. And then it's really about um, anything through interviewing, resume creation, and on into salary negotiations. And then what happens after you have a job? Because my background allows me to do a little bit of that because I am a labor and employment attorney. So if people, I'm not giving you any legal advice. Let's (laughs) Let's be clear about that. Let's be clear. Um, But I can help you navigate HR concerns, direct you in the right path, um, help you think about how to analyze promotions, you know, um, you know, your annual review process, things like that to put you in the right spaces and in the right light. Um, I do have this program um, called Get Dope with LinkedIn, which I love. It is, um, it starts off with a five-day challenge and it allows you kind of to get grounded in LinkedIn because people are not aware, are are not aware of how amazing this tool is and how dope it is. It's really designed to double your online professional exposure. Um, And that will help people um, get connected with influencers, people that they don't know, Make sure your keywords, I can't, I'm sure you've talked about this and, you know, I know you have in your 
um, in your posts and in your podcast about getting your keywords right, speaking the language of the new opportunity that you're seeking, mm -hmm. um, making sure your headline and your summary are tight, right? Making sure that you're putting your personal brand out there for recruiters to find you um, without having to do, you can just like get a job and just sleep. Like you don't even have to look on LinkedIn and do all these extra applying. People will be in your inbox. Like I have somebody in my inbox today, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and they'll come to you and that's what I want. That's what that program is really about. So getting in contact with me, um, if you want to, or if people are interested in get dope with LinkedIn, we will be launching in June. Um, and it's bit.ly. So B I T dot L Y, um, dope with LinkedIn. And it's going to be amazing. And, um, there is a, another way to get in contact with me through my website, which is, uh, www.thecareerdesignlab.com or email arucker at thecareerdesignlab.com. Awesome. And of course, as always, I will have all of those links and ways to get in contact with you and link to dope, uh, Get Dope with LinkedIn in the show notes so people can go there and click on that and be instantly connected with you. So we will definitely do that. So thank you so much, Ithony. So much information that you've provided this uh, today on this episode. I know that people are probably like, you've just given them so much LinkedIn life tonight. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I did have two more, two quick tips. Like there are some, um, some key, some key tools that I think people don't know that they can leverage on LinkedIn. Um, if you're trying to find your salary, like you're trying to figure out what's next and how to get paid, linkedin.com slash salary is phenomenal mm -hmm. it will allow you to because sometimes you don't want to pay let's keep it real i don't want to pay 26.99 or whatever it is <laughs> and i want my coins in my pocket um so doing your inspector gadget research linkedin.com slash salary is amazing it will allow you to um identify you've got to put one of your old salaries in but whatever um to help you figure out how to price yourself for the next opportunity because that is key for your negotiation strategy and then one other thing is linkedin.com slash edu slash alumni and that is if you're you know if you've been through a college degree program fine we talked about spelman a lot but any college you know i don't care where you went to school there is going to be somebody who is in your next field or your next job who's gone through your undergraduate institution um and i can't stress that enough that is my step one for trying to find um, the spaces where people are going to be friendly to you and responsive to your inquiry about how to transition into a new career. Yeah, and those links will be in the show notes as well. I was just on LinkedIn alumni, linkedin.com slash alumni today, looking at Spelman, looking at <laughs> looking at people, what jobs are at. It's just the, the tools that LinkedIn gives you and yeah it's free i pay for premium fine but there's just so many free tools though that you can use with linkedin that people just don't know about so i really appreciate you providing all this information yay thank you so much for having me i'm very excited to have been here of course thank you so much part of the problem with working in corporate america these days is the open floor plan it's like every single company wants everyone to just be out and let's collaborate and let's be able to talk to each other. And so there are no more offices. There are no more walls. The cubicles have gone away. Instead, there's just rows and rows and rows of people. And while it's great to collaborate, yeah, and to, you know, 
find common ground and have instant conversations. That's cool, but it's also hard to actually get any work done. There's always someone talking, someone coughing, sneezing, whatever, and it can get really distracting. So I was on the market to find some headphones, really, so I could drown these people out. And that journey has been so difficult for me. I tried the on-air models and they're so bulky and I can't really hear the music I'm listening to and I I really just never felt like I could drown things out. I tried the in-air models and I have these weird ears that just, they always fall out. No matter what, they won't stay in and I've tried them, believe me, I have. Enter studio headphones. I cannot believe that I've spent so many years working and never had these headphones at my disposal. They are are amazing. Not only are they cute as hell, they are so cute, but the sound quality is just out of this world. There is so much clarity when I'm listening to podcasts, if I'm listening to music, whatever it is, I can hear every single thing. It's well balanced. It's really just amazing. And the battery life, oh my goodness, has over 24 hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life. It lasts longer than my actual phone does, which is a whole nother conversation. But the best part is that it will also connect to any device that has Bluetooth. But if you're not into Bluetooth or don't wanna connect, there's also an auxiliary cord for you to use as well. The kind that I have is called the Regent and it's their premium on-air model. And let me tell you, I feel like a boss every single time I put those headphones in and I can finally focus and finally get my work done. So because I love you all, I love my listeners, I wanna make sure that everyone out there in the Your Career Girl Nation can get this level of focus as well. I teamed up with Studio to get you all a 15% discount off any purchase at studio.com. All you have to do is head on over to the website, studio.com, and use the discount code YOURCAREERGIRL when you get to checkout. Don't say I never gave you anything. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with Ithony and all of the tips and, and strategies that she gave us about being a black woman in the world of work, you know, bouncing back if you have setbacks in your career and leveraging LinkedIn to your benefit. For all of the links that we mentioned in the show, you can head on over to the show notes, yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 38. And I will talk to you next time.